Deuteronomy chapter 29, God is visiting Israel with a message that he's been hammering home throughout the entire book. They were only able to get this far and escape Egypt because of what God has done. In chapter 29, verses 1 through 15, God wants Israel to know that they're only standing there because of what he's done. We start reading in verse 2, And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and those great wonders. So through the Exodus, Israel had seen that God judged the wicked and saved the oppressed. They had seen what happened to those who opposed God and stood in the way of his plans. They usually end up being crushed by the Red Sea. But they also saw God's grace. Starting in verse 5, we read that I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals have not worn off your feet. You have not eaten bread and you have not drunk wine or strong drink that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Even after the rebellion in Numbers chapter 13, God still decides to take care of them for another 40 years. He's still faithful to his promises and he is still determined to bring his people the promised land just as he told Abraham so long ago. This short review of Israel's history is to make one giant point. You've seen who God is and you should act accordingly. But there's one problem. In verse 4, to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. If you ever wonder why Israel could see so much and sin so greatly, God chalks it all up to a heart problem. Now, we're going to set aside, at least for this episode, the question of God giving them a new heart. That'll be more Monday's concern in Deuteronomy 30. Right now, we're just going to focus on the problem before we see God's solution. This heart problem is something that's going to plague Israel throughout history. We see it here in Deuteronomy. We're going to read of it during the times of Isaiah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Jesus quotes this passage to his audience, and Paul uses it twice in one of his speeches and acts and as he writes the letter to the Romans. So Moses describes the people who hear God's word yet deny it anyways as a poisonous root. He starts off in verse 18 saying, Beware lest there be among you a man or woman or clan or tribe whose heart is turning away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of those nations. Beware lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. One who, when he hears the words of the sworn covenant, blesses himself in his heart, saying, I shall be safe, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. This will lead to the sweeping away of moist and dry alike. If you've ever had weeds, you know how difficult it is to remove them. You can mow your lawn all you want and have it look nice and pretty, but unless you're able to pull that root up, it's going to keep on coming back. God says that he's worried and concerned that there are going to be people among Israel who, despite all that they've seen, are still going to say, eh, we don't need to serve God. We're going to follow these other gods, and I'm going to be safe, even though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. And so God has a pretty brutal solution to this weed problem. In verse 20, the Lord will not be willing to forgive him, but rather the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will smoke against that man, and the curses written in this book will settle upon him, and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord will single him out from all the tribes of Israel for calamity in accordance with all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. 
This calamity will be so great that future generations are going to be left wondering why the land has been so devastated. The answer is going to be simple enough. They abandoned his covenant. As we see God reacting this strongly against a people who are so near him, but with hearts so far away, we have to ask what roots are growing in our hearts that we need to pluck out. What lies and behaviors are there out there deceiving us into thinking that we can continue to act wickedly without repercussion and take advantage of God's grace? God will not tolerate the weeds in our hearts. What's to be done about that? Well, starting Monday, we'll look at the radical heart surgery that God promises for his people.